All right, when um, when a body of a bad boy is found in a bus stop, Beth and the stable discover that his um, guardian was physically and sexually abusing him. And then the tape goes even further that goes into a uh, ring of pedophiles. Now, this is Twisted, a Law & Order SVU podcast. You are now listening to Twisted, a Law & Order SVU podcast where we recap and break down past episodes of Law & Order SVU. You can hear us out on Spotify, Anchor FM, WordPress, or, and, or any other streaming service. And now, here's your host, Brian Rose. What's up, y'all? This is uh, BD Rose, or you can call me Brian Rose, and you're wel- and welcome to Twisted, our Law and Order SVU podcast. You know that's that's um I'm the one that's created this shit. You know what I'm saying though, and you can listen to us on Spotify, or Anchor FM, and also on WordPress.com. I'm just click the links and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, um, I got some news for you. So um, you already know that the uh, Queen Elizabeth II had passed away. Yeah, that's right. The vampire herself, Queen Elizabeth II, she's dead. And she's been, been a monarch for 70 years now. And right now, this Charles is now the king, something like that, though. So, But I have a feeling uh, this situation, this world's going to get worse and worse and worse. So I'm going to say this. I mean, the queen is nothing but a vampire, man. I mean, oh, man. I mean... Uh, I don't know. I, I heard that she did some shady stuff, though. I mean, she even had uh, Princess Princess Diana killed because she committed adultery or something like that, though. I don't want to go deep. So I think that, um, King Charles is a vampire, too, but I ain't going to say nothing. But anyway, I mean, I just don't care about the royalty and stuff like that because you know why her grandson left the uh, monarchy, decided to live a normal life and stuff like that, though, but. And it's um I know the world's in the morning because you know, um I mean she's because uh, she's the damn queen and something like that queen vampire mm, I she like I like to suck your blood see well any anyway you know right now that the the lady the vampire is gone right now Charles is the king right now though and I don't know what's gonna happen I think the world world's gonna get worse. What's happening, stuff like that. But back to the Prince Princess Diana thing, though. I mean, uh, <laughs> she, she she cheated on Charles with another dude. I mean, adultery. I mean, sometimes um people will get rich or they do some shady things and then they get away with it. Though it's all about power, stuff like that. But me, I just don't care though. But at least she said that you know the old vampire is gone, stuff like that though. So um, and by the way, you know. I also wanted to give you a tribute that the nine eleven thing though that happened yeah that happened um thing so um also I mean but also I'm not gonna give tribute because um 
the twin, the destruction of the twin towers was an inside job. It was a, it was it was a setup by the U.S. government, you know, and blaming on Bin Laden and the Arabs. But it's all like a new world order thing, though. But yeah, that's that's another story. I mean, I don't want to get I want to get you all spooked enough that stuff though. But hopefully, though, I mean, I wish the world would be a better place. Now, let's get out to the episode. All right, uh, we're outside JFK Airport somewhere in Queens, and you have like passengers waiting for an airport shuttle bus to take them to Manhattan. And however, though, the bus shows up late, and the bus driver comes out, and his coworker asks him, "What happened? You took a detour to Staten Island?" And um, he tells him that that he got stuck on the um, bandwidth express rate for twenty minutes because of construction and stuff like that, though. So he tells the um, passengers to put their luggage in the um, in the back compartment, you know, in the bottom of the bus, and they should be leaving as soon as possible. But then all of a sudden, they found a body of a boy in in the in the luggage in the luggage area. Oh my yeah, you know that's where the area where they put them people put their bags or suitcases in and stuff like that though. And um, and then a woman comes in, a blonde haired white woman. She comes in. She says she's a registered nurse, and she checks on the kid, and he's barely breathing. So, he, so they had to go get him to the hospital and all that stuff, though. So later on, Benson and Stable arrive at the GFK later on, and they meet a Queens detective, right? She's and she's a sister, and uh, she tells Benson and Stabler that the boy is dead. So. And also they discovered that um, that the boy was battered, and even the kid was battered and bruised. I mean, he got bruises all over his damn body, man. That is some shit, some crazy shit like that, though. I mean, and somehow, you know, it's just like um, Stabler has history with the Queen's detective because she was waiting for him to ask her out on some date. Let me tell you something. Stabler, he's a married man. I mean, why you want to mess around with a... Queen's detective, man. That's like cheating, something like that. I don't know what it is, though. This is not MTV Sync without all this shit like that. You know what I'm saying, though? So, so the, um, the Queen's detective tells Stabler that the kid was probably battered and bruised on um, his turf. And she tells him that the case is all yours. So, next thing you know is that the, one of the medics do, they sip the boy's body up in this bag. Okay, we go to the opening credits, and um, right now with uh, Benson and Stabler, though they're talking to the supervisor of the bus company, and uh, he said that the um, bus driver departed from the um, yard at seven o'clock this morning on the way to JFK Airport, and um, and they discovered a broken fence, and it's probably someone must have broken in like the night before. I don't know what is trying to hide in the bus though. So, and then the bus driver supervisor says that he's trying to keep out the hookers and the homeless people and the drug actors, stuff like that. So, it turns out that the fence was broken into. It's like a big hole, but it's, it, I don't think it's a rat be doing it, though. Maybe it's some kind of, um, I don't know what it is. Um, I don't know, maybe a big-ass rat, something like that, or maybe a big-ass, I don't know what it is. I mean, a bat, the hole was so big, that, and I mean, a rat couldn't eat. Even rat cook up food easily, but it wasn't done by a rat. Probably did it with a person, something like that, though. So, however, though, Benson and Stabler find a teddy bear 
somewhere in the, around the bottom of the bus. So that's a clue right there. Maybe the, the kid brought in a teddy bear, probably hide it out or something like that. I don't know what it is. A teddy bear? What is it? Who's he petting petting the petty them bear? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what it is. Um. Uh, anyway, we we in the um, squad room right now, and it turns out that um the your young victim though he broke in and he had another kid with him, and it probably was probably his older brother. I don't know what it is though. So, however, though, it's just the kid was battered and, and battered and stuff like that, though. So, um, next thing you know is that the state will pull, will pull out or pull out all the alerts and stuff like that, though. So, and and then try to call missing persons. They're trying to figure out who the boy is. So, so we're in the morgue right now, and um, you know, Doctor Warner, uh, she examined the body, and turns out that the kid was probably raped repeatedly by some guardian or something like that though because she noticed something on the kid's anus oh my oh my goodness you know the boy has been sexually abused and all that stuff though plus though the kid also has some dental work done and and uh, oh my goodness so maybe he had to deal with a nice surgery and stuff like that though so Spencer and Stabler they get a call saying that um, uh, some purple has been spotted at JFK airport so we go back to JFK or airport, and then, and then uh, I'm a fake munch fan. They talking to this bus driver. She and she tells him that he saw the kid like um, boat. He saw the kid. He she was on. She saw the kid on a bus, and she asked him for a ticket, and then he bolted, and he's probably running around the airport, and she didn't want to leave her post and stuff like that because she she's worried that the boss will get will finally fire her or some shit like that though, so. The stabler comes in and then he sees with the bus driver and they talk with some police detective. I mean, I think it was a captain or a sergeant. I mean, I think it's I think it's like he looked like Carl Winslow for Family Matters, right? And he they say that they spotted the perp in the airport, so they're gonna sniff him out. So they got this police dog right there, and then they give him some kind of piece of clothing, and then it goes to like the luggage the area where the people will pick up the luggage from the airport, though. And however, though, the dog goes in this hole and goes straight to the tarmac. So, however, though, they're going to go and see if they can catch the guy. So, we're outside the airport, you know, tarpac area, tarmac area, and um, Benson and would come out, and they're trying to look for the, the kid, and the dog is looking for them, too. He finds the kid inside this thing right there, and then the kid comes out, and he starts running. So, Benson stands in the stable to catch him, and then, and then, this kid was like, I want to go home. I want to go home. Okay, so a few minutes later, though, there's, um, there's this kid who was identified as Ernesto, right? He They're being questioned by Benson Sabler. And they're trying to figure out, well, figure out um, if he was, he knows this kid. And Ernesto says that he came from, Guant- he's, his name is Jose, and they both came from Guatemala. All right, and um, however, though, this says that um, Ernesto and her, um, quote, brother, something like that, Jose, they were living with this guy, right? It says, and then they were being raped and sexually abused by this man. And um, and Benson tells him, the stable says that we had your word. That then, and then he also mentions that, Ernesto also mentions that, that he'll threaten to kill 
him and his brother if they told or broke out something like that though and they told him not to worry we will protect you and then ernesto he he just he just yeah he was and he just brought it out he says that uh, his abuser him and jose's abuser was a guy named brett jensen oh so these two boys were living with a, with a guy named brett jensen so we at this missing persons bureau, Munchfin, Best of Sable are there, and they're trying to figure out that um, they try to do do the breakdown on um or, or Jose and Ernesto and says that they came in illegally and then they had no papers and stuff like that. But they also found out that Brett Jensen works at a works at a law firm, right? And they don't have no missing persons, don't have anything on these two boys. So now they have to focus on tracking down Brett Jensen. He says that he probably works at a law firm, but however, though, they track him down to his um, his place of residence. Now, he and it turns out that Brent, Mr. Brett also smuggled the boys here. So Brett is a suspect. So however, when so we're in um, Brent's apartment is in the loft and the detectives and the CSU team are there. They break in and it turns out that, that he they that they have a, they found a broken window. It looks likely that the boys must escape, and they put in like codes on the doors so the kids won't get out. So, this 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 purpose like smart. And however, though one of the CSU they search around the house looking for evidence, Brett, and one of the CSU side CSU guys come out and says that that Brett that the the Brett is found in the bed. When they go in the bed, they discover that Brett. It, they they found Brett dead on, on in his bed with his throat slit and his balls cut off. And Sabler makes a remark saying that someone had to take the family jewels. You know, let's talk about his damn dick. Oh my goodness. So somehow somebody had to kill Brett because um he probably let the boys go, but oh my now now Brett's not not a suspect. So we back in the precinct right now, and um, Ernesto's sitting there in the um, conference room or interrogation room, what you would call it. So Stabler and Wong think Dr. Ernesto killed Brett, and Dr. Wong probably thinks so. So Dr. Wong asks um, Olivia just to go in and talk to Ernesto, see what he needs, though. Okay, so Olivia goes in and talks to Ernesto, and Ernesto tells Olivia that Brett threatened to send Jose to other men, other men, if he don't be quiet, because one night, you know, it turns out that um, Ernesto spotted uh, Brett going to Jose, and he was trying, and Jose was crying and stuff like that, though. And next thing he knows that, um, and 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 he heard, and he heard um, uh, Brett telling Jose that he'll send him to other men if he don't be quiet, and you know, Brett did that, and then. Ernesto says that they did that to him too. Oh, sh- Ernesto was sent by other men also. Now, now Crayon finds out it's a ring of pedophiles. So, <laughs> so it turns out pedophiles. He got they, they. I mean, I think Ernesto and Jose they're being passed around by sexual predators. And most of these guys, holy shit! It's a it's a ped- it's a pedophile ring, man. Damn, shoot. So, oh my goodness, that's crazy. So, however, they found a video with Brett though 
he's seducing a little boy. That look like damn kitty porn shit like that, though. I mean, so how, how perverted how perverted is that and stuff like that, though? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And then, however, though, this tape was taken maybe two years earlier, and that was a time was that that um, Brett got these two boys, Ernesto and um, Ernesto and Jose and stuff like that, though. And they also find another man with the video with a tattoo. And Munch comes out. He says, this will make, really make your skin 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 crawl. It's something about, he said, he mentioned something about a national American man-boy love association. And Finn was like, looks we got, we, we looked like we found a Nambla member. Oh my goodness. It's like a how-to pedophile guys, like your sexual creditors, like keep your love thing, well, ones a secret and stuff like that though. Hmm. That's crazy. They, these these little pedophiles, or they had their own damn pamphlet or some catalog book and how to guide something like that. That's just some sick shit, though. I mean, that's disgusting. So anyway, though, how about the detectives? So they want to find out who killed Brett Jensen and stuff like that, though. So it turns out that Jensen worked at a law firm, right? So um, they're gonna uh, go, go and find out. So Craig is going to send Benson Slabler to the law firm where Brett works. And however, Finn got just got off the phone and he found a doctor who worked on Jose's teeth. Okay, so um, we're at this um place right now. I don't know what it is, some center or something like that or hospital. And much of Finn talked to Dr. Massey, Dr. Walt Massey. And... Um, he tells him that um, Brent was had like a little temper, and then he he wants to do best with his boys and stuff like that. I mean, he's like the doctor who worked on Jose's team, and he's like a plastic surgeon, you know, make him look like all like him look like new again, like that, like dental implants and shit like that, though, right? Now, and so, um, and next thing you know is, meanwhile, Benson Stabler talked to um, Brett's secretary, and. Um, he, she tells him that his, both of his parents died when he was young and he was like never married. I mean, he never married. He adopted those boys and stuff like that, though. And um, they eventually see look at the papers, at some notes, and it turns out uh, they mentioned something about a guy named um, Stuart Lynch. And the secretary tells him that um, they had a lunch meeting at this club or something like that, though. Right, and then so we um, meet. Um, Doctor, uh, Doctor Lynch, Stuart Lynch, in other words, though, and um, you know, and then Doctor Stuart Lynch, though, he goes down this little thing, you know, that climbing rope thing, the climb thing, shit like that, though. So Benson Stable talked to uh, Doctor Lynch, and um, he tells him that uh, Brent had a temper or something like that, though, and um, and uh, Doctor Lynch also tells him that um, Brent had a tennis match with this guy named um anthony damon something like that though and um and then they was like we had touched mr lynch and then mr lynch was like dr lynch to you and he tells them that he's like a surgeon he'd be fixing and stuff like that though and then they ask him where he was on sunday night when the boy had was abused and may probably died something like that though and Dr. Lynch tells him that he was uh, working at this hospital, fixing a hand and stuff like that, though. Okay, and in the next scene, though, Benson Stabler talked to um, 
Anthony Damon. And yo, check this out. You won't believe this. We gotta who's that guy? It is it's 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 I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you who it is though. Right. So who's the actor that's playing Anthony Damon? Got a strange sense of humor. How so? Friday we're in a match, I serve an ASIM. He laughs. Says it was a lucky shot because I usually play like a woman. And he should have cut off my balls years ago. Oh my goodness. That that happens to be um Will Arnett and he he um he appeared he was a part of the dysfunction dysfunctional family, the bloops on on the sitcom called Arrested Development. And you know, that's the sitcom that saw Jason Bateman. And I seen a show, I watched a show uh, uh, several times. I watched it a lot, stuff like that though. And it's like, yeah, this forgot about it. it's like critically acclaimed though. But it's like um you he could recognize him on um, Arrested Development. It ran for three seasons from 2003 to 2006. And he made a guest appearance on this episode in, in 2002. That, that was probably a year before he appeared in that, in that sitcom, Arrested Deve- Development. And I'm not talking about no the rap group, okay, from Tennessee, okay? This is, this is That's the 90s and stuff like that, though. And he also appeared in um, this other Fox sitcom after that, though. I forgot what it was. Um, I forgot the name of it, but it starred Carrie Russell from the Mickey Mouse Club. You know, like MMC for sure, something like that, though. But it'll get back to me. Anyway, so um, and I also got to give you a fact that he was he's, he's from Canada, right? So that's a little um, fact right there. So he plays Anthony Damon. And um, they asked him where he was on Sunday night. He told them that he just came from Chicago and um, he didn't have time to, for friends or hanging out, stuff like that. But, you know, what? Uh, Brett never had any friends, though. It was just like just some business. I don't know what it is, though. So and it turns out that um, I remember that um, he tells um, Benson that um, Brett has a sense of humor and um he tell he tells him that he that, that he played like a girl and he and then he should have had balls cut off years ago. Oh, whatever, something like that though. He just um, he's like a businessman, something like that though. I don't know what it is though. So we're back at the moor right now, and um, Doctor Warner or AKA Tamara Tuna, Tuna, she tells him that Brett's a killer, and he didn't have his balls cut off though. It was surgically excised. Oh, in other words, though, it was done by some professional. So Ben, so Olivia realizes that the killer made Brett suffer. So he, uh, he, he was orchestrated though. He know he used it the way he cut his neck though. He did it like it touched the artery and um and, and some so forth because he used a scalpel to remove his balls. In other words, so we're talking about like a plastic surgeon going on around here. There's someone that fixes kids' teeth or something like that, though. All right, um, so we're back at the precinct right now, and Ernesto is sleeping on the couch, and Benson Slave will come up and tell him that um, his parents are coming coming to pick him up tomorrow. So, yes, he got a chance to go back home and stuff like that, though. So they want to, and then they want to ask Ernesto a couple of questions about who, who else did he see besides Pret. And Ernesto tells them that a doctor came to visit him while him and Jose were sick. So they gave out like um, the, some pictures and stuff like that, though. 
and and he points to that picture, says that's a guy who will treat us nice and stuff like that, though. And the picture it reveals to be Dr. Lynch. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So so however though, we're in the squad room later on. We're in the second half of the story. We're in the squad room. It turns out that um Brett, you know, he um adopted these two boys and there's some um, they were all bogus in their their adoption papers are all bogus, right? He works for a law firm, right? And um Dr. Lynch though, he's like works for a law firm. Also, Brett Jensen worked for a law firm. Dr. Lynch is like is a doctor, so like that right repairs hands and thumbs and stuff like that. And Anthony Davin runs a travel agency that, that books on like exotic trip, trip trip trips. So they did like a phone tap or a phone tag, something like that though. And it, it turns out that Dr. Lynch called Brett after the boys fled. So um Dr. Lynch spoke to Brett on the phone, right? And then Dr. Lynch and called Damon and stuff like that after the boys fled. So they did like a phone tag. When the boys fled, uh, got away from Brett, though, he calls um, Dr. Lynch. And um, next thing after that, Dr. Lynch calls Anthony Damon. So they do a little phone tag. So Dr. Brett, I mean, Dr. Um, Dr. Lynch probably is like a suspect, though. So. And Dr. Lynch also has three adopted boys, right? So um, both of them, all of them are probably bogus and stuff like that, though. So they needed to get Dr. Lynch's adopted boys out of the house as soon as possible. So, you know, Damon works at a travel agency sending people that are like Brett to smuggle in boys. So, however, oh, so anyway, though, they talked to Cabot and um, as she's, um, she's, uh, she's uh, having dinner at a restaurant with Trevor Langan. Yes, that's Mr. Maris- Mr. Mariska Hargitay's husband. So they showed the uh, paperwork to um, Cabot, though, and they need to get the boys out of the house. And and then and Damon, he works at a travel agency. So uh, so anyway, so Cabot's like, let's catch uh, Damon in the act. Because it turns out that Damon will be sending exotic trips for sexual predators. So and the order evidence, so Kevin was like, let's catch him in the act, though. So we at the um, travel agency where the, a- Anthony works, and and <laughs> hey, check this out. Munch goes undercover to meet um and meet Anthony meet Anthony, and you see Munch, you know he he wearing light clothing right now. He got no glasses. He's wearing like a beige suit with a blue tie. I mean. He, he he goes on the cover as like a customer, he, and then he wants to book to uh, book a trip uh, to somewhere in South America or something like that, though, right? Um, and so, um, however, though, and then um, and then uh, Anthony Anthony though he asks Munch though what's his preference, and then um, Munch undercover says boys from to the 10, 11, 13. Oh yeah, by the way, Munch goes under Elias Stewart Blackman. Right, not Larry Blackman from Cameo, you know what I'm saying though? So, and all right, Anthony tells him that uh they they, they work an orphanage down there. And <laughs> and that's all the information Munch needs though. And then and then Anthony asks him, um, would you like to go as? And then next thing you know is that um 
um, but John Munch blows the cover saying, I'm John Munch, NYPD. He shows him his badge, and then Munch just arrested him. And then Finn comes in and then tells the, all the other cops, you know, do the bus and stuff like that, though. That was a surprise, though. I mean, <laughs> Munch just busted that damn Damon and stuff like that, or Anthony Damon or Anthony Demon or something like that, though. I don't know what it is. that. Anyway, we're in an interrogation room right now, and... um. Anthony, Anthony's there, and then Munch comes in. He's dressed all in black. And he got his glasses on. He, he Munch is wearing like a turtleneck. Stabler follows him too, and they interrogate um, Anthony and all that stuff. Though I mean, or they interrogate Mister Blue or something like that. Though, and um, next thing you know is that um, he he had a day. And Mister Blue here, he booked many sex tours. Or you know, I can say Anthony booked many sex tours, or AK Blue. That's like a dysfunctional family right there. I mean, you running, you you're booking sex tours. I mean, yo, you're sending pedophiles on exotic exotic trips to South America and bring the boys in, smuggling boys in and shit like that. Though that's crazy though. Oh, and then next thing you know, Babe Baby starts beating his ass up and stuff like that though. And um, he booked, and then and then Dave and Anthony, Anthony he says that Doctor Lynch might have killed Jensen. And then he'll, he'll testify, and he'll bring in um, Dr. Lynch on a silver platter. So Dr. Lynch is a suspect. So, I mean, he's the one that does the surgery and stuff like that, though. So outside the interrogation, though, I mean, turns out that um, Dr. Lynch's sex tape was going to be coming in and stuff like that, though. Yeah, that's what um, Craig tells Cabot. And Cabot was like, let's get, let's get in contact with the post office for a special preview and stuff like that, though. So we're outside Dr. Lynch's brownstone, and Munch, Stabler, Finn, and Benson, they arrive there at the um, Lynch residence. They go up to brownstone, knock on the door, and there's like his Lynch's boys answer the door. So Olivia talks to them in Spanish and stuff like that, though. And then the kids tell them that he's in the, in the studio. As, in other words, that he's probably studying stuff like that, though. So they go into Dr. Lynch's room. And <laughs> they call him watching the sex tape of himself. I mean, yo, he's trying to seduce this damn little boy. And next, you know, the detectives, though, they arrest Dr. Lynch. And they, and then they got his, his sex tape. And Finn was like, oh, yeah, you trying to, trying to be a star or something like shit like that, though? And Finn was at the movie star. You're welcome with Cam and Canberra. Oh, my goodness. They arrest Dr. Lynch at his home. And they got this, this little sex tape as evidence. A sex tape. Well, who the hell he? Who the hell he is? R. Kelly. I mean, back at that time, R. Kelly had a sex tape out. He had a sex tape out trying to sodomize these little underage girls. Damn, man, and peeing on them also though. I'm telling you, I mean, Dave Chappelle made fun of R. Kelly, you know, like on the peeing song and stuff like that on the Chappelle show. So, damn, you can hear how sick and pedophile Dr. Lynch is. So, Dr. Lynch is busted. All right, so we at somewhere at Rikers Island, and Doctor Lynch is there was his lawyer, and Doctor Lynch is in his little prison jumpsuit. He's being locked up. So, um, then and then um, Cabot comes in, telling them that the boys' adoption papers are forge, forgery, forgery. They're bogus. They're forged. However, though, he named um he named he named Doctor Lynch names um Anthony Damon as a smuggler, or in other words, Mister Blue as a smuggler. I mean, he's the one that brings them boys and stuff like that, though. And um, he will give him the names of the other pedophiles in this little pedophile ring and stuff like that, though. 
So Sabler comes and talks to tell him that um, that, that he know he's a, he's a, he's a suspect in um, killing Brett Jensen, something like that though, because um, he tell he tells him he and then Sabler asks him where he was on Sunday night when Brett was killed. He tell he says he tells him that he was at in the, in the operating room and stuff like that though. But Sabler got in contact with the hospital. They said that you was on vacation and. Dr. Lynch was like, wrong hospital. The work I was doing up there was in Rochester. So, he has an alibi. I mean, he was out of town. He was in upstate Rochester, New York, doing an operating room, doing surgery and stuff like that, though. So, Dr. Lynch has an alibi. Maybe it's someone else is doing it, though. So, we're in the squad room. And then they did they, they and then these are cops, these detectives though, they round up with like a, like more than a dozen of these pedophiles. You're talking about judge judge clerks, county clerks, Wall Street masters of the universe, teachers and all that stuff. And and then Finn was like, We we gonna look for the real movie star around here. Right? So yo, I mean, they just did like a damn pedophile ring and stuff like that. It's just like a drug bust, and then they rounded up like a bunch of pedophiles. Oh, I mean, yo, they say that they abuse boys and girls and stuff like that, though. So, however, though, it says that the doctor um, Lynch had an alibi saying that he was like 350 miles away. So, and um, it turns out that Stabler reads this thing, papers, and he discovers that Dr. Walt Massey worked on the boys who were being abused, and, you know, fixing the teeth, the hands, and stuff like that. He was like a surgeon, shit like that, though. So, they had to go and and get get find Dr. Massey. So we're in this Massey residence somewhere outside the city, and they talk. And Benson Stabler talks to Dr. Massey's wife, and um, she said that she met him from a newspaper ad, and their relationship is nothing about sex. And she tells them that her and her she she has two sons from a previous previous relationship. It turns out that her ex husband was doing time in prison because he was trying to kill her. So it's like a domestic then thing and um dr massey's wife says that uh, there was her and her boys were living in a shelter when brett came and you know he adopted the boys and then next thing you know is that he um and her and he was living with him but their relationship isn't about sex so it turns out that um her husband spent a lot of time with her eldest son right named sean and then the mother was like what he did so we're back in the interrogation room, back at the precinct. Sean's being interviewed by some uh, Detective Benson Sabler. And Sean says, tells him that, um, that Dr. Massey came to his bedroom the other night and he, he laid beside him and he started touching him inappropriately. And then Sean was like, that's what they, that's what, and then he was told by Walt that that that's what they do what that, that what fathers do to love their sons. Oh shit. He must have probably have like sexually abused this kid too. So okay, Sean comes out of the um, office of con- conference and thing, and then next thing you know they he Sean runs into the stepdaddy, Dr. Massey, and he's there they're smiling and shit like that. I mean they just picked him up from his job and stuff like that though. So Sabler comes in and talks to Dr. Massey about Brett's murder. And um and Stabler was on pretends to be on his side. I mean, and they mentioned something about Brett, stuff like that. And Brett got what he deserved. But turns out that 
I I really I realized that um the Dr. Massey killed Brent to keep him quiet. Because after he after Brent effed up and shit like that though, I mean after the boys escaped though, I mean Brett tried to kill him. Brett probably killed him. Oh, so however though, Sabler grabs the Dr. Massey's arm and he sees the tattoo and says, What's with the tattoo in the video? Stuff like that though. And then next thing you know, Dr. Massey says that Brett hated his boys though. He never cared about the boys though. And stuff like that. Brett had abused these little boys. However, though, Sabre charges Dr. Max Massey for Brett's murder and sexually abusing Sean. And then all of a sudden, Dr. Massey gets up saying, no, that you got it all wrong, mate. Sean seduced me. He tried to lie his way out of it. And then and Sabre was like, you killed Brett and you sexually, you know, you raped me, sexually raping your son? And you raped, me, raped your son? What kind of sick bastard are you? And then, you know, the episode ends right there. So it turns out that the doctor, the doctor killed Brett, right? Just to keep him quiet. Because, you know, Brett messed up. Because he, Brett messed himself up. So these, being a pedophiles, or they, they like a secret society saying, if you mess up, you get exposed. And then next thing you know is that Brett had to kill, Brett had to, Brett had to murder this, murder his ass because, because the boys escaped, though. And it's just to keep quiet about that, though. I mean, yo, that was like it, that was like he murdered him for, for punishment for for letting the boys escape. So it's, they, these damn pedophiles are like a secret society and shit like that, though. That's that's crazy, though. Oh my goodness. So, however, you know that asshole is gonna be going to get locked up for a long time, and he's gonna be treated like meat in the damn prison. Prison. <laughs> and I know they're gonna be playing that. Um, Oh, let's see a Nelly song. Getting hot in here. Take off your clothes. I'm gonna do a little, eh, eh, eh. Well, anyway, um, I remember Mad TV. Mad TV did a parody on um Nelly's "Hot in Here," and they say that these um they, they, they are these grown men trying to sexually abusing their, their camp. These little boy campers, man, that's crazy. <laughs> or Boy Scouts, man. Oh my, I'm can I get a little, eh, eh, get a little, eh, eh. Oh, it's crazy. So that's the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand y'all fans are disappointed for um, the Kelly Gillis leaving SVU or stuff like that. I mean, they're going to get rid of Detective Rollins. And that, that was a dick move. I mean, I mean, she didn't decide to leave. I mean, she's being fired or otherwise forced out. And it turns out that people, they're blasting NBC for some dumb, pulling some dumb shit. I mean, she'd been on the show for more than a decade. I mean, uh, Kelly Giddish, right? And um, her inner character, they've been on the show for like more than a decade. I mean, that's just stupid. I mean, they shouldn't have kept her and get rid of Velasco. But nah, keep Velasco. But I mean, they were going to replace her with a younger actress because they want to keep the show fresh and shit like that. Come on, y'all. That's some BS move. I mean, they did it. They did it last year by getting rid of Cat and Garland. You got it like you got rid of a Arab and a so-called black man, a so-called black man on that show for what? Some Black Lives Matter excuse? That's some BS, man. And then they got rid of of Cat for Falasco, and then they got rid of Garland for this white Irish Duke McGrath. I don't know what it is, man. 
he sounded like a damn dirtbag to me. Oh, man. But somehow is all the NBC trying to, uh, and Dick Wolf or NBC, all they try and do is just try for some for money and probably baby favoritism. I don't know what it is or ageism, but yeah, let me tell you something though. Detective Rollins is like a veteran. I mean, she's been on the working with the SV for 10 years. Kelly Giddish is a veteran. I mean, she's been there for 10 years and just letting her go was like a slap in the face. I'm going to call Dick Wolf. He's trying to be a damn dickhead. I don't excuse my language, but how can you do this? However, the higher ups, you know, they just said they word. I mean, they can't control it. Oh, but in my opinion, you know, they should have kept Rollins. You know, I mean, they should keep um, Benson, Finn. I mean, Finn and uh, Velasco and Rollins and the new detective. So, I mean, you have that. They have, they have enough people. That'll make most sense. And would you be happy if they bring back Cat? What do you think? Because I like Cat. And however, though, I mean, I don't know. SBU is going to come in season 24. It's going to be Hezro Roll, man. I mean, you got to get rid of a get rid of a detective, a detective Rollins who's been there for a long time. Look at um, Finn, right? He's been on there for 20 years, right? They haven't let him go. And you got Detective Benson, though. They haven't let her go because she's the star of the show and she's a veteran. I mean, come on, y'all. It's like favoritism going around around here. And maybe it's just muddy. Some, some BS stuff. I mean, they just, to my opinion, they, they just, they just, uh, they, they should have kept her. You know, I mean, why you want to fire her? I mean, she didn't do nothing wrong. But, you know, NBC, man, they just wanted her to play young and stuff like that. Like, horrible. I mean, and speaking about NBC, though, I just saw the trailer for, a 15 second trailer for the three hour Lauren Order event, though. And it's just short, though. It's just Benson and then. You know, and um, who the I forgot the other girl. I forgot her name is um, was Jet cut her hair short, but anyway, that's another story. Anyway, well, I thank y'all for y'all for listening, and um, I'll be back next week with a new episode. No, next Monday with a new episode, right? And so this is Twisted, a Law and Order SU podcast. You can hear us on Spotify, Anchor FM, WordPress. And radio public, Google Podcasts, etc. Right? I'm on every Monday, and then I'll give you my sense, my two cents of humor over there. If you don't like it, that's too damn bad. Anyway, so this is this is BD Rose, and have a blessed week.